We kind of talked about this last week and tabled it uh, to this week. So we've got a bunch of players to run through and, and discuss so far as the future. Um, I know Callum kind of set it up last week that there could be a major retooling of the squad. And so just like to get into these guys and um, get your guys' opinions on if their future is with Newcastle, um, if not... Uh, what it means as as we're moving forward so um i think that probably we're looking at as many as eight players who are either out of contract or probably leaving um newcastle this summer and i think we'll just kind of run down this and just player by player kind of react to them but uh, we'll start with probable probable outs like i said and the first being, uh, I think, Gabriel Obertan uh, finds his way away from the club. Uh, do you agree, Robert? Uh, I think it's certainly possible. Um, I guess the problem would be finding a buyer, but, you know, certainly there's a, a championship club that could use some pace on the wings or a lower-level Premier League club. Uh, I think he's still got a job to do. Uh, he can certainly help a team out, but it's probably not this one. So personally speaking, I guess let's do, do you think, and then personally speaking. Oh, I'm that? sorry. I, I thought you said, do you think. So yeah, no, I, I, I'm changing it midstream here. I did say, do okay. you think. But um, on okay. each of these players, guys, let's do a do you think and would you sell. Uh, I think so. Uh, do you think, I think so, and would I? Um, probably not because I don't think the uh, the price is going to match I mean, I still think he's useful as a as a, a late uh, substitution in certain circumstances. Certainly not all of them, but in certain circumstances. So if if you can't get a couple million for him, then why not just hold on to him? And I think he will go, and I would sell him. I think his time's up. Yeah, he's had a few chances. He hasn't took them. I think a move would be best for Newcastle and Overton. I think he goes, um, and I would be sad because of it. Uh, I am probably the only Gabby Overton fan in any Newcastle situation anywhere. But um, I would just like to point out once again that he started the first 12 matches of the season in 11 and 12, and we all remember how well that went uh, before he picked up a toe injury and then just wasn't able to get his way back into part party's reckoning but I, I think he's a little bit of a better player than he gets credit for and i understand where all the the frustrations come from but i personally wouldn't sell him i'd play him more than he gets played and let him make his own reputation again instead of whatever it is that he has but um anyway i, I think he's gone over over the summer uh sp- sp- Speaking of attacking wide players, uh, Sylvain Marveau, uh, Callum. I think he will go, and I would sell him. I know a lot of people think every time he's not on the bench, I know a lot of people seem outraged and think he should be starting, but for me, I just I don't rate him. I don't see what he brings to the team. I, 
I'm, he's one of them people you just look at and I don't understand what the hype is. Um, I don't know if Robert thinks that or anything else, but I just don't think he's very good, or at least not good enough for Newcastle. What are your feelings, Robert? Um, <clears throat> I think as long as Purdue's here, and I think Party will be here, Marvo's going. Um, so I, th- I think it will happen, but I'm almost the opposite of Callum. I think I think he has, um, especially now that our that we have um, problems at free kick taker. <laughs> we don't we don't have anybody who can take a free kick, and Marvo can. Uh, and I think he also adds some creativity. Uh, I, th- I think that he sort of does his work in the background, um, and so doesn't get as much credit for the work that he does do. But he's uh, um, he, for those few matches that he was playing regularly at the beginning of the season, whenever he was. Whenever he was involved, he was uh, sort of dictating play, um, almost alongside Kabai. And um, I think that he and um, actually he and Sissoko had sort of an understanding that I think made but made them both uh, better. It was a is a mutually beneficial relationship. Um, and so I would absolutely keep him and um, try to get him into the mix. I, I think I think he's gone. I think I agree with you. Robert, in that as long as Pardew is here, he has no future with Newcastle for whatever reason. Um, I wouldn't sell him because I think he would be very useful in the the type of um, formation and uh, style that I wish we would play that we have tried and looked good at and then abandoned repeatedly. Um, So I, I think... I think the payoff to all of this is that Obertan's going, Marvo's going, and we're going to see a lot of those players that were brought in 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 the attacking midfield type idea are going to go, but we're going to reshape the squad into something that Alan Pardew can hammer into a 4-4-2 and um, start playing hoofball again um, mm-hmm. even more, I guess. But... Um, Here's another one that was a, a head scratcher when he came in. I think that this discussion's probably pretty quick. Um, Roman Amalfitano looked really great before the 12-13 season and preseason. I was excited with some of his performances, uh, but apparently um, no one within the club is excited. Uh, and as I recollect, he's finding matches somewhat difficult to come by at, at Dijon. He's not a regular starter, I don't think, there uh, in the second division in France. So um, I think my reaction is yes, he's gone, and yes, I'd sell him. How about you, Robert? I don't think he's gone because he's only under contract for one more year. So I think they'll they'll try to see if uh, they can send him on loan somewhere where he gets games and uh, see if there's a way to salvage something out of him. Um, I would probably try to sell him if anybody gave me any kind of money at all. I've not been as impressed with him as you have. I um, think at, at best for Newcastle, he's depth in the cups, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, so I would I would sell him if there were not, if there was an offer on the table. I'm just not sure there would be. Um, yeah, I think he's gone, and I would sell him. I, it was a bit strange when he came in. But if we do manage to get even a hundred thousand pounds from it's more than what we it's more than what he cost. So Yeah, he came in on a free, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. I I think that in 
and we're going to talk about some of the players that are probably comparable to him in, in a minute, but uh, I think he's at least second best in, of our lone players that, that would play in a, a midfields attacking um, playmaking kind of role uh, at this point, and I think it's pretty easy to figure that one out. But um, yeah. Loic Remy, we kind of touched on him earlier. Uh, he's kind of out of our control whether or not uh, he ends up here, but um, I think that we've all kind of agreed that he's not with Newcastle next year, and so that's kind of a little little discussion to be had on that one. Did, did I get that hey. right on your feelings there, Robert? Yeah, and and I would keep him if possible, but I I, I don't think I'm unique in that, right? So. Yeah, I'd I'd love to see him stay, but I just can't see it. Yeah. Yep. Um, now, a, a Newcastle institution, uh, Shola Amiobi, international goal scorer, World Cup potential player. Um, let's go. Uh, Let's go to Newcastle with Callum for the first reaction on Shola. I'd get rid of soon as we can. I'd, <laughs> I, I know it's like a lot of fun, like <coughs> supporting Shola and that, but he's, he, let's be honest, he's not good enough, is he? I mean, he, he doesn't score goals, he doesn't get assists. <coughs> he, win, he wins the odd header, but yeah, I'd ship him out as soon as we can. Like, right now, if we could, I would, but. I mean, I think with Shola, and I've mentioned it on the podcast before, I think, has there ever been a player that has built a reputation and a career at a club based on such a small, tiny little body of work, and that being 90 minutes in the Champions League where he scored two? (laughs) You know, I mean, I feel like even though I value loyalty, and all in players, I, I feel like probably Shola should have been given up on years ago. I guess it was I mean, like they saw that ninety minutes and they said he gets a lifetime pass. Yeah, that. which I mean, is it's, almost understandable. I mean, but <laughs> I mean, we connect to that as Newcastle fans, right? Because it was the Champions League and it, it was Bobby Robson and um, yeah, and all that. So we want to to latch onto that and remember it, but. Uh, I mean, he did score some goals in the championship, but I think that's probably because that yeah. that's his level. Yeah. So, uh, um, I think he's... Uh, were you going to come to me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think he's gone. Uh, his contract's up. I think they'll let him go somewhere where he'll say, you know, I want to... I wanna, my career's almost over. I want to get some starts somewhere. And they'll say, okay. Um the only thing that makes me think that that might not happen is that he qualifies as a homegrown player. And I don't think Newcastle will be uh, up against the line for having enough homegrown players next year, but um, they might want to consider keeping a few around. Um, so, and there's the whole, um, he, he'll probably sign fairly cheap and, and everything else. So, um, who knows? Interesting. I hadn't really thought it through that way about homegrown players and whatnot, but I have I to sit down that... and think about how, or and draw up a list of how many homegrown players we're expecting to have next year. Um, Was Adam it's... Campbell included in the senior squad for the Premier League this year? No, you don't have to be uh, listed unless you're 21 or older. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. So, I mean, I guess th- 
So he still wouldn't count next year, even if he was a, a roster replacement for Shola? Is that... uh, I don't believe so, no. Hmm. I, well, that's it's interesting. The, that... you, you think about it, that we have to have a certain number of homegrown players, but what it actually is is there's 25 players on your roster over a 21. Or your, sorry, I used the American term. In your squad, over the age of 21. Um, and you're allowed to have 17 that aren't homegrown players. Um, now you can you can have up to 25 players, but those other eight have to be homegrown. Um, so it's not that you have to have eight or you're illegal or whatever, um, but it's really a maximum of 17 non-homegrown players. If you want to take advantage of having 25 men on your team, you go and get eight homegrown players. But we've got several that qualify that will still be sticking around. I just don't know exactly how many. Um, and that would be something I typically typically try to take a look at that a little closer to the end of the season. So, Sure. I, I think you can count those players, though, because I, I, I think that um, Biggie Romana was on the senior squad list for, for the Premier League. So, um, I, don't, I, I don't think that's accurate, actually. I think that you can play as many under-21s as you want, but they don't count against your 25-man cap. Okay, I think, yeah, that's right. Uh, are, are we butchering this, Callum, or is that matching up with your understanding? Um, uh, yeah, I think that's right with the eight homegrown and that. I'm, I'm not really too sure on all of it. I only know, I only know like the road up. I mean, the rules because of football manager. I'm not really too correct <laughs> on it. Right. So, Shola may be a uh, a strange situation there. Then, if if we're sitting I mean, and looking uh, at all that. I'll make a note to sit down and take a look at that, and if there's something in it, then I'll, maybe I'll write something up for the site. And it could be, it could get even more interesting based on the next player who's probably leaving um, in the form of Dan Gosling, who we made Everton really, really mad from for snatching him up through a contract loophole. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, bright future and all of that, and he's found a lot of injuries and um, mm-hmm. a lot of pounds, I guess, uh, like body pounds, not money pounds, <laughs> and, and not a lot of action. Um, is it time to be giving up on Dan Gosling, Callum? Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to find out. Do any of you know when Dan Gosling's contract's up? It's it's up at the end of this season. Oh, uh, yeah, I think he's gone then. I've, and I... I'm not sure if I would keep Mustelan because obviously the homegrown playoff. And um, I'm not sure if Pardew would want to. I think he's he's one of the players that Pardew wants to see succeed a bit more than others. But uh, yeah, I think he's gone. If his contract's up, that's it. It's hard to see him signing back. Uh, you know, trying to dump because he's. Well, I was thinking he was on a, a fairly high per week wage, uh, certainly relative I've, to what we get from him. I've got him down as, I'm looking at the, you remember the wage database project uh, that we did? It's it's incomplete, but I actually do have a number for Dan Gosling. According to ESPN FC, he's on 25000 a week. So not as high as I was thinking. I was thinking he was on 30000 for some reason. But, um, yeah, I, I think probably more than Shola, he probably is part of that homegrown player discussion. Uh, you sure hope so, because he's a, a lot younger than Shola. And, um, 
ostensibly. Yeah, he's younger than you think he is because we got him when he was so young. and He was such a good prospect back in the day. But I think he's um, 24 or 23, something. 23, 24, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, I figure he's probably gone, but unless he becomes the the make weight in regarding homegrown players, and mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's obviously being homegrown, going to shine more in Party's eyes uh, for sure. Uh, he'd probably rather have a successful Dan Gosling than than a successful Vernon Anita, I I think. Um, but so so far we've talked about six players and we've got one two three four five six that are definitely maybe going to be gone so we're we're doing well so far um, who keeps adding people to this list is that Callum? Uh, no it's you it's it's me <laughs> uh, but they they need to be talked about so okay um all right Fair enough. probable out Fabrici- fabricio colocini I'm doing really bad with my pronunciations today, so I apologize. But Colacini, um, does he finally get his, uh, we want Colacini, but we won't give you any money for him, move back home? Uh, how about, what do you think, Robert? I, I really don't know. Um, I think that he's going to continue to ask to go home, and how many times can you tell him no? Um, but if it were me, I would say you have a contract for through 2016, you're you're staying and playing it out unless we get a uh, market value offer for you. Um, you know, if you want to go to San Lorenzo, then tell them to, you know, put up a token five million pound bid, and maybe that's a little short, but it's it's better than, you know, trying to rob you from us. You know, so uh, as for whether to think it's, it's done, I don't. I'm gonna say no, um, just because he is he's still important to the team, um, and. How are they gonna? How are they gonna let him go for so cheap? I, I just can't. Maybe it's wishful thinking, but I just can't see it. How about you, Callum? I'm, I'm not too sure. I'm, I I wouldn't let him, but I, I'm not sure if Mike actually will or not. I mean, he's he just gets injured more and more often now. I mean, I probably I probably would let I probably would actually let him go back to Argentina if it's, if it's for family and in personal reasons. I mean, it's it's a bit bigger than football. I mean. Yeah, I'd, I'd let him go back. Good player. He's done his best. He's like tried his best for all his years he's been here. Just let him go. I mean, he has been a, a good servant for the club, and I think that's uh, you know part of the part of the attachment there. I think that this may be one of the only situations where we have adhered to the the soccernomics uh, Leon kind of maybe situation where we have a ready-made replacement if he were to go in the form of Yanga Mbiwa. Um, or Steven Taylor, if you prefer. But um, I, I think it's hard to see us holding on to him. It's funny how quickly these conversations change, though, because if we had this conversation several months ago, we're saying there's Young Gambiwa and Steven Taylor. We're not even mentioning Mike Williamson. And now he's sort of the understood, like he's going to be the one that stays, and the others, these other two have to fight for the other spot, you know. It's funny how quickly the conversation changes like that, I think. Um, I mean, it seems, I think... seems to happen a lot in this club with defenders where um, we as fans especially give up on a player, uh, whether that's Colaccini in his day, we all hated him, or James Perch, or now Mike Williamson. There's always somebody remaking themselves in spite of our protests. You know, I think that especially with Williamson, the 
the main the main complaint with him was always his uh, revolving door defending, and that he would get easily beaten uh, you know, two or three times in a match, whether they led to goals or not. But to his credit, um, he's managed to pretty much eliminate that from his game. And I mean, I think that once you've taken that out, if you if you take out his terrible, terrible mistakes from the 2012-13 season uh, when he was playing, then, I mean, I don't know if it changes a whole lot, but um, it certainly puts us, you know, maybe a, a league or two position higher, you know? Because it seemed like every mistake that he made, and like I mentioned, he made two or three big ones per per match. Uh, like every one got punished. I, I felt like so. Um, how about the center defenders that this discussion has turned to now, uh, Callum? Um, well, is this like the partner Mike Williamson or who would really who who? Or what do you want from with the center defenders? Um, I guess I, you already weighed in on Colacini, right? Yeah. I, I got distracted a little bit because I was trying to look up a number. I thought I had figured out um, and had it written down somewhere what – because we're still amortizing Colacini's contract. So the because he signed his initial deal and then we signed him to a new deal and under amortization, the remaining amortization amortized value is then re-amortized so like if if the value just for argument's sake is that we had he had one year left on his contract i know that much and if it was amortized at a million a year then that one million uh-huh. is then chopped back down uh, uh, like on a five-year oh, contract to two hundred thousand pounds a year so the the overhead of his of his transfer fee is, is relatively low, so we could potentially see him going for a little less money um, because of that. But I don't. He's I also don't have that. one of the higher higher earners. We don't have many people making what he does or more per week, so that would be another way for the team to save money, I suppose. Is he's he's on sixty thousand a week, and we don't. That's sort of our limit almost. Right. Um, which still seems awfully low, but that's well, another, I mean, another discussion for another day. Right. So he may be the first one that doesn't necessarily move so far. So we've got six probably definitely gone, and one potentially maybe still. Um, the last one in the probables. I don't know why we've. I don't know why he's a, in a probable, but he is out of contract. I didn't. I didn't mean to put him there. I meant to put him under possible. So you may. May just start with possible here. Yeah. Okay. So here are possibles. Uh, Paul Dummett, uh, Callum's best friend, best buddy. Um, he's out of contract. I can't see us not signing him um, back in. Don't don't you think, Callum? Um, I thought he signed the new contract in November, six-year deal. Did he? I um, yeah. I'm just on Sky Sports. Yeah, he signed new contract in November. Oh, okay. I must have missed that. I apologize. Oh well. False alarm. <laughs> false alarm. He'll be in Newcastle for a good long while and yeah. um, hanging out with Callum. That's what I get for looking at my old my old spreadsheet there. <laughs> uh, 
another possible out because he is the best buddy of Johan Kabai. So of course we're uh, we're all panicked that he he wants to leave Newcastle. Um, Matthew Debushki. I don't see him leaving, but I could be surprised, um, and I wouldn't sell him under any circumstance. So, uh, how about you, Robert? Uh, I agree with you. Um, he's going to be the one that that I worry about the most, I suppose, that's actually under contract. I'll be worried about Remy because I'll still have that small, tiny little hope that maybe we'll be able to get something done. But of the players that are actually under contract, he's the one that I'm going to be sweating over the summer, especially as the stories come in about him wanting to join Kabai, of course. So, uh, <clears throat> but I don't think it'll be. I don't think it will happen. Um, I think they'll try to keep him a quality player, obviously, and um, under contract for a few more years, which helps with the amortization. Amortization was whatever the yeah. accountant. The accountancy. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but I, 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 I don't think he goes, and I would keep him. Yeah, he's he's a player that we probably should keep. Put most of the effort to keep him because he's he's he is one of the top right backs in the league and possibly the world. He's just he's if if he does go to someone like PSG, Bayern Munich, or <laughs> a top club like that, because he, he is he is that good. But um, he is a player that we should be looking to keep this summer if we want to make a statement about next season. Right. I mean, I think that especially out of this list of possibles, uh, Debushi, it does, I mean, he is exactly that player, like you said, Callum. If if we have any kind of intention uh, to try to kick on and, you know, potentially challenge into Europe or, or whatever for next year, then that that's probably your key that you're looking in on. Um how about Papi Cisse? Is is he going to still be with Newcastle next year, Callum? No, but I'd like to see him stay for another year. Um, for what's it for the past two years? He hasn't been at his best, but I think I think he's still got something to offer. I don't know why I think that, but I just every time you watch him, you just you just hope he gets a goal and he kicks up back to like he was when he first joined. So I'd like to see him be given another few chances, maybe up until January 2015. Then if he still hasn't, if he's not doing it by then, we will sell him. But keep him until January at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if we sold him now, we'd be selling low. Um, and I, I think he's still got something to prove and can prove. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to think about whether or not it actually happens. I think um, there's some things working in his favor. The uh, uh, the fact that he's under contract for a while, he's got a relatively low weekly rate, wage at forty thousand. Um, the the fact that there's probably somebody in the club that thinks that he can still put it together, but the, he has been out of form for quite a while, um, and there's the whole uh, dust up with Wonga, um, which can't have made. Uh, obviously, I came down on the side that said that he was right to make that stand. Um, I'm not interested in reopening that debate right now, but uh, that that had to rub some club officials the wrong way, you would think. Um, which could be a motivating factor in selling him on to a Turkish club or whoever, back to Germany. I don't know. I think it's going to largely depend on two factors. There will be two keys. If the if the interest from Turkey or Russia valued at 7 or 8 million pounds, um, if that is accurate, then I can see potentially 
it would be at a loss, but not accounting wise, not in the accountancy um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at this point, but uh, fun with numbers and whatnot. But if we don't keep, if we don't manage to get, I guess, Remy, um, I could see Cissé staying. And if yeah. it plays out like we discussed last week, where we keep De Jong instead of Remy, um, I could see Cissé definitely succeeding <coughs> in that situation again. Um, is, uh, in some of the things that De Jong can do um, were, were things that um, Leon Best was doing for Demba Ba, and Demba Ba ended up doing for um, Papi Cisse back when he was scoring a lot of goals. So, kind yeah. of. Um, but I think that Cisse really kind of depends on, on Loic Remy and where he ends up. So, uh, next possible out, and I feel like this is an expendable player. Uh... Can I say one more thing about Cisse? I'm sorry. Oh, sure. I think I think uh, yeah, I think you're right to tie whether or not he stays to Remy, but I think it also um, has maybe something to do with Shola as well. If they let Shola walk, then that's that's more incentive to keep Cisse. Yeah. Um, because because the going rate for strikers is at least ten million pounds for a decent one, um, and if you let if you let Cisse and Shola and Lil Remy walk, you, then you're stuck paying for De Jong and at least one other striker, and I don't think they want to do that. Um, so I think that would that would point to Cisse staying as well. Um, yeah, I, I think yeah, I agree. If if we Amio Amio goes and we don't keep Remy, then um, we are in a a bit of a striker problem. Maybe I'd accelerate Adam Armstrong to his imminent stardom. <laughs> Maybe so. Um, so the the next player possibly out, David Santon, um, which. I am fine with. I, I probably would go ahead and sell him for for an appropriate bid uh, back to Italy or wherever, because I think that in um, <coughs> Paul Dummett and uh, oh, I'm blanking on who's our Hi. other left back. Hi, Dara. Yeah. Hi, Dara. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think those guys are probably even. Relative to our squad, maybe maybe Santon goes off and explodes and and becomes everything he was supposed to be. But um, I think relative to Newcastle United, I think Haidara and Dummett both have more upside for us. Uh, is my feeling. Um, how do you feel on on Santon, Robert? Uh, I agree. I think he's. I think he will go. And I would tell him. I've actually been sort of a Santon defender. Um, I don't think he's as bad as a lot of people make him out to be. But there is depth there, um, and there's depth there even if he leaves. Um, he's if if, if uh, maybe an Inter Milan. I, I don't see them coming back for him. But if another team from Italy comes along and says, "Here's five million pounds," I, I don't turn that down. Not a not a not a bit. Um, in addition to Dummett and Haidara, we've also got Shane Ferguson out alone. You know and. Uh, Brian Taylor, I don't know where he's going to play when he comes back, if he's going to play, but he's, he's supposedly returning a, nearing a return from injury as well. So um, I think there's, there's plenty plenty of depth there, and uh, apparently we're not interested in moving him to right back even if Debussy goes, so I, I don't see the use for him. Yeah, I mean, even Young Gambio can play left back, so we're more than capable there, and yeah. Santos one who's going to fetch you a bigger field and pull them out of Hattadora. So I'd, I'd sell him as well. That's very true. Very true. 
Interestingly, yeah. Because um, I, like I said, I think that um, Dummett and Hayadar are both, I, I guess it's context, but um, I rate them higher than Santon at this point for me. But um, also out there that may be moving, uh, he's still under contract for several years. And, and I wonder in the context of, of this discussion, it, do you give Mehdi Abid a chance to come back into the squad over the summer preseason and uh, <coughs> give him a chance to to take over in that uh, Johan Kabai kind of uh, role that it, it was really kind of designed for him to come into? Um, been playing well over in Greece. Um, so would would you give him that shot, Callum? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see him come back and um, play preseason in a few early matches. I do think he is probably the youngest player who's got a future at Newcastle who's out on loan because he's, everyone knows he's been performing well in Greece for one of the top teams there. So I'd like to see him come back and give him a few chances. And I hope it works out for him, yeah. yeah I, I agree. Yeah, I, think, I think you give him a, a chance. Um, I don't see any reason to sell him on. Uh, he's under contract. He's under his you know homegrown contract still. And so, what's the upside? You're, you're not going to fetch more than a couple hundred thousand dollars for him. So, why not give him a chance? I think that, you know, with the confidence of a season over over in Greece, you know, playing first team, regular first team football, that uh, is only benefit in bringing him back in and, <coughs> and giving him every chance there. So, um. The next one is a, a favorite of, well, a lot of people, I guess, uh, particularly of Robert, I know. Uh, Hatem Ben Arfa, who has featured almost never in the 2013-14 edition of Newcastle. Uh, Robert, I'll let you take him first since uh, he, he's your guy and all. Um, I think it's pretty obvious that I wouldn't sell him. Um, I think also you would be buying low, or selling low, excuse me. If you were if you were to sell him this summer, um, and I think he still has something to offer to the team, uh, I don't really see him going either. Uh, I, I think there's the um, thought that there's too much potential there to to let him walk, unless he demands it. There's it's possible that he says, you know, I'm being my prime years are being wasted here. Let me go. And in that case, maybe maybe they do let him walk. But I don't I just I don't think it'll happen. Um, I think I think he's gone. I. I don't think Alan Pardew, he's not an Alan Pardew type player. He doesn't offer much defensively. I think if he does go, Alan Pardew will get a defensive winger. And Ben is just not going to be that player for you. He's not going to ever run back and tackle his man. He's always going to stay up top and want to take on players. <coughs> so I, th- I think he's going to miss a man for Luffy as well, which is disappointing. I think that's, yeah, that's going to be the disappointment because we could have sold him on for a pretty decent fee over last summer um, to a rival, but it hasn't ended up being very much rival to like Tottenham or whoever, who we were close to at one time and then now not so much. But I think uh, Hatem Benarfa is another one of those attacking outside kind of players, uh, and I'm still going to consider him that because we've tried him at the number 10 and we've tried him as a false nine and and that that stuff doesn't work. and so I think that he's another one of those, like an Obertan or a Marvo, that is going to be a, a victim of reshaping the squad into a, a more 4-4-2 friendly uh, 
mold. So um, I, I apologize to all the Hotem Ben Arfa fans out there, but I think that I agree there with Callum. Literally dozens of us. <laughs> literally dozens. <laughs> um, next up for the possible outs, Remy Street, I believe, is on as being out of contract. Is that right, Robert? Yeah, he's out of contract, but he's still very young. So um, my feeling is they'll probably sign him up for a year. Um, I guess the question is, do we think that he was played in the Gateshead 11 friendly match uh, as a put-him-in-the-shop-window uh, kind of situation? Will he be the next is, great Newcastle Newcastle youth player to, to join Gateshead? It, it, well, I guess the, the only people looking in that shop, head window, shop window would be Gateshead because it was a closed-door match. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's possible that's that's the thing i i guess i'm just assuming one year contract because that's what they've typically done but this seems to be a, a special circumstance so who knows i think yeah i think he'll be one of the players who gets another year contract goes to hong kong and gets a cup mm -hmm. game like paul dummett did but yeah. I'd, I'd like to see him go to gates do as well i mean I'm t cause i'd like to see newcastle how about gates it obviously with them in gates but um, and i think a year gate a year gates could do Wonders for him. It did for Paul Dummett, and it probably will in the future for other young players. So I know Gates do treat the players well, and Peter Beards has got a good relationship with them. Yeah. So it, it can't it can't hurt going to Gates for you. Yeah, I mean, if, if you can get over the the whole Donachy thing, then you know I I don't think I'd give up on on him just yet. So I I could see like like Callum described there that. He might get a, a one-year contract, one one last chance, go impress on loan, and um, come back, and we'll see how it goes. So, um, Connor Newton is another fringe youth kind of player that uh, could be on his way out. Um, well, the, the, the problem with him is that he's not a youth player anymore. He'll have to count against the uh, 25 man if you keep him that... round and on him out. So. Um, that's the that's the issue, and even with the sale of Johan Kabai and the departure of Jonas Gutierrez, the possible departure of all the other midfielders we've talked about, the, it's still crowded. He's still not going to have a place in the senior squad. So um, the, the only way I would see him staying is if they sign him and loan him out right away. Um, again. So he he is a I'm I've got this right. Connor Newton is a center mid type player, right? That's my understanding. I've never, I've, I've seen him play maybe once or twice on, you know, one of the, the where you can get a stream for the FA Cup or whatever. But um, right, I think I think that's right. He's kind of an attacking mid kind of. I know he scored a cup winning goal for Saint Mirren in in yeah. Scotland last year. But. Yeah, and he was sort of one of the ones that was mentioned last year as having a really good loan spell. Um, but we haven't really heard much about him this year. At least I haven't. Perhaps I'm not looking in the right places. Maybe not. What what is what is the word on Connor Newton over there, Callum? Is he just dropped off the face of the earth? I, I don't think there's much hope for him in Newcastle. On, on uh, he's, I think he's approaching 23 years old. Yeah. And it 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 looks like it's really late for him to make an impact in Newcastle. Maybe he could say stay at Saint Mirren permanently, but. Uh, He's not made it in Newcastle, May. He won't. That's it for him. I think that's probably a candidate for um, the the inevitable St. Mirren overture over the, the summer. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, we really liked having him. Can we have him forever? Okay. 
Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Have him. Um, well, that's a a lot of players that could be gone. Um, I think we're talking. Let's see, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players. <laughs> nine players that that we have a, a fairly, I think, close to consensus that are going to be gone so far. So let's talk about some players coming in, and there's just a handful of names I have here, and that might be one that we can put off to, to next week or something as well. But just really quickly going through these guys, do you think we'll get them or would you have them? Do you think we'll get them and would we? Would you have them? Uh, Clement Grenier, Robert? I'm, I'm going to say that we won't get them for almost every single one of them because we, we never get the ones that we think we will. Um <laughs> That's just the way it goes. And the ones that do come in will be either guys we haven't heard of or they were linked to us two summers ago. Um, I would. I don't think it'll happen. And I don't know enough about them to say much more than that. And I'm going to say the tool opposite. I think we're going to get them all apart from Jurikic. How do you pronounce it? Jurikic, yeah. I think we'll get them all apart from him. Um. Let's uh, just lay them all out there and okay. uh, yeah. go that way. Uh, Clement Grenier, uh, that other French fella. Uh, that other French fella. I, I honestly, I'm I'm really bad on names today. Are you talking uh, about Remy Cabela? Yeah, that okay. guy. Uh, Philip Juricic, uh, Luke De Jong, and um, Bafé Gomis um, are the potential ends at at this point. Uh, I think that probably we get Dijon, and um, I, I'm on the opposite side of Callum. I think that we'll get Juricic and not the not the French guys, because I think that um, <laughs> the calculated gamble that was Joe Kinnear has ruined France for us, because now, now we have not only Lyon uh, being belligerent with us in negotiations, um, Grenier's club is, is doing the same thing. Montpellier, is that right? Yeah, Mont- so who's Mont- playing for? Montpellier. Yeah. Um, that's Cabela's club. Oh. Grenier's with Leon? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I had it backwards. But, yeah. Anyway, you've got more than just Leon being belligerent with us, and I think France is ruined. So um, <laughs> any player that we can get from not France is uh, a go for me. So Dijon and Juricic in Cabela, Grenier, Gomis, not. I think Gomez will end up at Stoke City like Eric Peters and uh, <laughs> um, or at West Ham like Modi Bobomaiga, however you say his name. Maiga, is that right? Yeah. Um, I, I see us getting Dijon. I think that already he's shown that he'd probably be worth the, what is it, an 8 million? Is that our option to buy? Was it no? something, something around 8 million, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd really like to see Kabila, um, and I. I isn't he now going to be on a free? Or is my Because the thing was that they wanted to buy him before he went on a free. Or am I am I completely making that up? Is Cabela? I think Cabela's still in a contract. Okay, maybe I'm either confusing him with something else, or I just pulled that out. So um, I don't know. We'll see about that. Obviously, I don't contract know until six thirty two thousand sixteen. Oh, okay. Well, who knows then? I think that you know if if we do if. Abid is brought back in, and and he succeeds like like he has in Greece. I think that it kind of alleviates some of the need to go for a Grenier or a, a Cabela. Um, 
the the thing about Juricic obviously not being in in France is a, a big plus, but he was also a a lower transfer fee guy relative to to the two French guys, um, and so I can see uh, potentially if Abid comes in and and succeeds, they probably the club would view not needing any of those guys. So. Well, who knows? well, there's still a lot of season left to go, and I think it's gonna that's gonna have a lot to do with it. Is can we score goals against teams that aren't whole city? Um, so that that would be the the new question on the table. We've um, got a good good chance this week to score multiple goals against the worst defense in the league. But other a, than a that, negative forty six goal differential. Thirty six. Oh See, yeah, it's not 36. that bad yet. Yeah, we, we're we're aiming for a negative forty six, right? Is was the the wolves mark that you that we came up with earlier? I think their mark was yeah, something like that. Can they so, beat wolves from a couple of years ago? Um, fresh off of our hardly earned week off, um, through punting the FA Cup again, um, we will not have tired bodies as we go to London uh, and play Fulham. So. Uh, we're headed to Craven Cottage, London. Not not as scary as it was last year for us, where we were like <laughs> 0 and 72, I think. Uh, we have won three times in London this year, lost twice. Um, so I suppose the the regression to the mean principle dictates that we will uh, <laughs> lose and. Uh, even up that record a little bit, you know, we'll be exactly 500 uh, at this point in the season, uh, I think. I don't know. Uh, there's reasons to be optimistic because Fulham are very bad uh, and give up lots of goals. They're very but, bad. Uh, Newcastle have already made a habit of losing to the teams on, on the bottom of the table this year. So uh, how optimistic are you, Callum? Um, I think we'll get because we've got the uncanny ability to lose to the worst teams in the league every season, and I think this this one is just bound to be bad. Well, not bad performance, but Fulham are due a win, and we're due a loss in London. Just put two and two together, got five. And I think we'll get beat. <laughs> I I know we had a couple um, predictions from from the twitters. Is is that right, Robert? Yes, we have two. Um, from at Steve O'Donnell one, he already sent us a question, so we know who he is. Um, he says uh, Newcastle get a two-one victory over Fulham with a late goal, possibly in extra time, which sounds very probable to me. Um, and then we also had adult serial Rachie said one-one both own goals because I'm cynical today. So uh, it sounds like we've got a. Uh... Steve, who's delusional, and <laughs> and Rachie, who's an optimist. Jeez, uh, <laughs> wow. So, gosh, it's just hard. It, it's just hard to to not feel the way that we feel. I because I'm with yeah. I'm with Callum. I mean, we have this uncanny ability to just be awful against awful teams. Um, I, I know where Steve was going with that because that's what happened at uh, Craven Cottage last year with the the last goal not yeah. from a penalty kick that Pappy Cisse ever scored for Newcastle. Uh, seems like I think that might even be correct, but 
Um, uh, well, I don't no. think it is. It's not worth not worth to do, but but <coughs> anyway, I mean, it, it, I see where he's going, but I just hmm, I see us losing and losing not happily. Uh, but um, let's let's go ahead and just run through uh, everybody. Give a score prediction, and uh, I feel like maybe this has gone for a while, so. Uh, we'll have to kind of wrap it up then at that point. Uh, Robert, you can go first. Uh, I'm feeling a bit more optimistic than you guys because I think you're overestimating or underestimating how terrible Fulham are this year. They've just come off of a, uh, a bad loss to Carp City that has basically ended their season. They're almost certain to be relegated now. It, it doesn't look quite that bad when you look at the table, but it's uh, when you see their form they haven't they haven't won a match in the last nine matches um, their, their form is awful they're they're <laughs> um, they're not good in the first place that is the kind of match that Newcastle will walk into and either they'll give up a result or they'll have to pull out a last minute winner um, I, I just wonder how they're going to respond with John Carver on the touchline is it going to be like having a, a new manager or something to play for or is there, are they just, just going to be Business as usual, our season's over anyway, kind of thing. So um, I'm, I guess you told me to keep it brief, and I didn't. But I'll say I'll say two to one as well. How about you, Callum? One nil for them. It just oh. in, and a demo match. It, it's rubbish, unwatchable match. <laughs> I, I, I feel I feel I feel you, Callum. Um, I'm gonna lodge two. Uh, two predictions and one is contingent with a contingency the other is what will probably happen if john carver goes over and punches his punches mcgath <laughs> in the nose within the first 10 minutes i see newcastle winning three to nothing <laughs> if he does not do that then um I, i'm i'm with callum i think it's a a one nil loss so we we are one one and zero and zero with in matches with in which our manager conv- commits an act of violence on the pitch. <laughs> so that's true. <laughs> yeah, they they wanted to charge party with a crime. They expect, I and mean, there was all those media reports about party will not be charged. Well, of course he wouldn't be charged. I mean, let's not be ridiculous here. But if John Carver can get charged with a misdemeanor assault. Or assault. What what is the charge over there, Callum? Something about grievous bodily harm. Yeah, if you, <laughs> yeah. If you, I think I tell you if you cut someone or something. Yeah, if <coughs> if John Carver cuts McGath, it's five nil. All bets are off. Newcastle will be rampant, and everybody will score. Mike Williamson will score. Will score from a corner kick. It'll it'll be mass hysteria if if John Carver just gets up and cuts Felix McGath. <laughs> true story done deal <laughs> okay well i think that we really need to kind of cut this off uh this this podcast uh, has gone a real long time and um and we've so, gotten very silly <laughs> it has gotten to a very silly place so uh thank you guys for listening thanks callum for being with us again uh robert thanks for being with me as always and uh we'll do it again next week